Hello, Jennifer. How are you doing today? Hey, Brian. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. So, um, for those who don't know, we're doing a podcast. Jennifer's my wife, and um, we just get on the road and start talking. The reason we get on the road is because we won't be interrupted with um, our lovely teenage children. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. Mom, come look at this. Mom, I want to show you something. Mom, Mom, Mom. Yeah, they're teenagers, but... You know, they still make me want to change my name sometimes. That's what my mother always used to say to me when I'd say mom all the time. She's like, I'm changing my name. I'm like, oh, well, what are you changing it to? And she's like, well, if I told you that, then you'd be calling me all the time again. So I'm not telling you. So anyway. They're not as bad as Stewie from Family Guy. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So anyway, we didn't discuss what we're going to talk about today. Because we wanted this to be spontaneous, although I do feel like at some point we should have a um, a general running theme, just so we can, I don't know, say what our podcast is actually about. Well, the but, last two podcasts that we had, we introduced ourselves. Right. Um, you talked about your poetry and what made you want to go into writing in the first place. Um, right. That was the last one we did while yeah. we were sitting in traffic trying to cross the Bay Bridge. That was back in August. Yes. We've just been really busy the last several weeks and everything, and we just haven't really had a free minute to sit down and really, you know, be in a good place to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. So we would like to cover lots and lots of topics, stuff that's um, close to our hearts, stuff that's relevant to what's going on in the world without getting political, because we don't want to do that. Um... So, I don't know. What would you like to talk about today, Brian? Well, I did want to start with a question. Okay. So, did you get anything interesting in the mail today? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, I don't I don't talk about this a lot because I, I don't know. I, I should talk about it more. But I am a huge supporter of ocean cleanups. And just keeping the ocean free of trash and trying to preserve the species that live in the ocean. And I subscribe to all these nonprofit organizations. Uh, I was a member of the Surfrider Foundation for two years back in the early 2000s, uh, but I didn't leave, live close enough to participate in any of their cleanups. Uh, hopefully that'll change uh, the next couple of years. But Today we got in the mail our cleanup kit from 4Ocean. And if you're not familiar with 4Ocean, it's the number 4 and the word ocean. And they sell bracelets. They either sell braided ones or beaded ones. And they are $20. And each bracelet that you purchase uh, allows them to pull a pound of trash from the oceans. And that doesn't seem like a lot of trash, but when you think about what's actually being thrown in the ocean, the stuff doesn't weigh a whole lot. And for them to pull a pound of trash is actually to pull quite a bit of trash. Uh, plastic cups, straws, which I absolutely hate single-use straws, um, hate them. Uh, wrappers, candy wrappers, uh, plastic baggies, you know, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't weigh a whole lot. so. You're actually pulling a lot more of that than you think when when they say pulling a pound of trash. Um, they're headquartered in Bali, but they do have a, a location in, in the United States. 
Bali. Um, it's a fair trade arrangement. And hold on, I'm switching lanes here. Um, it's an organization that has become really near and dear to my heart. Um, and to see some of what they do, some of their videos, their before and after shots, a lot of what they're doing right now that they post is cleaning of beaches and oceans in Southeast Asia. And you would not believe how much trash they pick up in a day's worth of cleaning. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And some of the stuff they find, they find electronics, stuffed animals, uh, clothing, dolls, uh, appliances, tires, you name it. They found it. And it's just, it makes me really angry how much people de deposit their stuff into the water. They just, they don't think about it. I, it, it makes me really mad. You know, I see people around where we live doing it, just a car in front of me, just throw something out the window. Uh, we were walking. Not just now, but. Not just now, but it, I've seen it happen um, more than I care to. And it just makes me furious because I don't want to incite a road rage incident. Mm. So I just kind of, it, it makes me helpless too, because when you're driving on the Baltimore Beltway and you see somebody throw trash out your window, like, what are you going to do? There's right. not really a whole lot you can do. But that one person was putting trash down in the gutter. Yes. Yeah, so we were also, we were driving in, um, I guess, can I say the name of the city? Say the city. I don't want to say the okay. city street. It was Aberdeen, just up the road from us. And we, we were driving down this road and we saw this guy push with his foot. He pushed a trash bag full of, I don't know what, with his foot into a storm drain. He kicked it into that into the storm drain. And, and why is this not good? Well, because, okay, so all this flooding we've been having, in addition to the fact that there's extreme weather conditions that global warming or whatever you want to call it, um, the when you throw stuff in the storm drains, it clogs the waterways and it ends up in the bay. And a lot of flooding in neighborhoods and stuff is because of these clogged storm drains. Because there's so much trash and debris in the storm drains. And some people have been able to take and put screening over top of the storm drains, which still clogs it because then you got to clean off the screening. But it's just, all this trash just ends up in the water. Now Baltimore has been making strides to do that, to clean up the trash in, in their city. They have what are called Mr. Trash Wheels. Do you know what those are, Brian? No, actually I don't. Okay, so they have four of them now. And uh, they all live over in Fells Point. Mm -hmm. um, at one of the docks over there off of Boston Street. And they're basically, they have eyes and they're just big mouths and they look like these people and they, they have a rotor inside of them. and. They drive them through the harbor and all the trash gets into the rotor and into a place inside the, the vehicle or the trash wheel that um, that's where all the trash goes. So it's basically cleaning up the harbor. And they got that from a teenager who invented that in Europe to um, have a trash wheel for a wider purpose for the ocean and North Sea and all the, um, the water that's in the North Atlantic to clean the trash out, out of there. So you can tell this is a, a really 
deep-seated cause, I guess, is something that I've always been very passionate about. And I'm not going to sit here and sound like a martyr because I'm as guilty as everyone else when it comes to some of this trash. There was a time when we were buying water bottles because our water wasn't clean to drink and we didn't feel that we could afford a Brita pitcher. So we ended up looking at the cost of buying a you know, 24 pack of water bottles versus buying a Brita pitcher. And we decided the Brita pitcher was definitely the way to go. And we knew that, we just, I don't know why we didn't do it sooner. Perhaps because of the portability of carrying the water bottle, the kids could take one to school. But then I thought, wait, we have stainless steel bottles for that. So again, I'm just as guilty as everyone else, but we do not use the bottles anymore because I learned more about where they go. And they don't go where you think they go because China doesn't want them anymore. India doesn't have room for them anymore because they just sit in landfills. They don't get recycled the way that they're supposed to be. So we stopped buying bottles of water. We got the Brita pitcher and everybody has their own stainless steel bottle that they can use to refill uh, with water. So we've stopped that. We also started collecting single use straws from places that we've gone where we've used them, we keep them, we do not let them throw them away. We've picked them up off the ground. Uh, people who give us straws, we don't even open them up. We just keep them in their wrappers. Because um, we went to the Haverty Grace Maritime Museum and they had an art exhibit in their basement, which was basically art that was made from trash that was picked up out of the bay and the Susquehanna River. Brian, would you, like, would you like to tell them what you saw that made us start collecting straws? It was extremely sad. Um, just art made from, and the art was touching, I guess. It, 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 like, it was beautiful, but kind of made me angry and sad all at the same time. Which I guess is what good art is going to do. But the art was primarily made from trash collected from the oceans. And there were a lot of straws and plastic bottles. And and a disturbing amount of fireball bottles somehow end up in the ocean. Yes. Amongst other things. But that one I found particularly like, wow. Fifths of fireball whiskey. Yeah. yeah For so. some reason that's a thing. Anyway, go ahead. Um, no, and it was like showing how, you know... One turtle was de deformed because it didn't, it grew, but it hard to describe. The shell didn't grow where the um, ring was, the ring from like six pack six drinks. Six pack ring, yep. Yeah, those plastic rings. And um, so there was a six pack ring around this turtle shell, and the turtle couldn't get out of the, the ring, the six pack ring. So it grew, but the, the six pack ring had find its shell growth so its shell looks like an hourglass because that ring was still on his shell. Now I have a question for you. Do you remember the name of the artist? I have their card somewhere. I don't remember what it was like. It was Strawberry Lane Studios was the was the um, the curator but I don't know if they were the artists as well. Okay. We'll but have Strawberry to look that Lane up. Studios is in Havre Grace. Okay. But what was the other thing that you saw that made you really angry? All the stuff that the animals, like the fish and the turtles, actually consume. Like, the, because of the stuff that ends up in the ocean, they end up eating, and sometimes they don't survive. The dead bird photo. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, there was a picture of a dead seagull, and inside the seagull was just nothing but trash. Mostly plastic. Mm -hmm. It was, and it made Brian so angry. 
angry, he's like, we need to do something. Yeah. Good. So, so yeah, and that, was that when we decided to get the, the, um, Four Oceans kit, or was that after? Oh, no, we've been planning on getting the Four Oceans kit, but the kit that they used to sell, it just came with a bag and a pair of gloves, and it's a lock-top bag, which is really nice. It keeps the bag open so that you don't have to constantly fiddle with it to try to get your trash in there but they just recently started selling the tongs that you can use to pick up trash without having to touch it with your hands um so we were waiting for them to come up with a kit that had the trash bag and the tongs and they finally did uh so we purchased it right away and we're going to take it with us to the beach whenever we go next cool okay cool so so when are we going to the beach again? Tomorrow? Uh, Possibly? Sure or do we yet. decide that next? Yeah, we haven't decided. It's Labor Day weekend. So today is Saturday, September 4th, 2021. And we're now driving over the Francis Scott Key Bridge, which goes over the Patapsco River. And Baltimore is to my right. Mm-hmm. And Fort Carroll, lovely little abandoned Fort Carroll, is to my left. Um, I really wish we could go visit there because I'm, I'm just going over the bridge like you look down and I can never tell like how big it actually is you see how things look smaller from a distance so I want to know how big it actually is if I were to like go up there on a boat and actually walk on that for Carol I wish they would open that up so I could could find that out it's privately owned and who um, owns it let's find them yeah that's a story that's a topic for another time so over the years I've been involved with cleanups um, we did a Chesapeake Bay Foundation cleanups it was a um, program that they had back in the 1990s called One Million Marylanders for the Bay and um, I was able to help arrange our church youth group to go and clean a part of the Susquehanna River as part of that One Million Marylanders for the Bay because the Susquehanna River is basically if you know anything about Maryland that is the river that flows and turns into the Chesapeake Bay and if you look at history a lot of people say that the Susquehanna like there's another a current that runs under the bay that is the rest of the river that goes down into Virginia and eventually into the ocean they call that the drowned river Um, if you go to Kent Narrows there is a Chesapeake Heritage Center there and they have the formation of the bay starting at like 50,000 years ago and going to as recently as its current state right now as far as where all the the fingers and the tributaries and stuff Um, but if you look at the state of the river from its beginnings it's just the same size as a regular river and there was land on either side of that river so all the the areas um like all around Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, Calvert County, all of that was land. All the bay part that is there now, that was all land, I guess, 50,000 years ago. And it just eventually, the water from the Atlantic Ocean kind of went up into the river and started drowning that land and started making uh, tributaries, uh, rivers, and that sort of thing. And uh, shaping it into what we know as the bay today, which is, you know, great crabs and, and wonderful rivers for sailing and, and boating and, and living on. 
um, it was just really weird to see that. But my point was the Susquehanna and the health and the safety of the Susquehanna River is very integral to the health of the bay because that is the main body of water, the biggest body of water that flows into and basically is makes the bay. So if you can do a cleanup along the Susquehanna River, that'll that'll help the bay as well. Okay. So slightly different topic. There, if we're going to the beach, whether we're going to the ocean or if we're going more local, mm-hmm. um, can you explain to me what that app is on your phone that we always consult? Oh yeah. What that is and what that does, and um, tell us tell me a little about that, or tell our audience a little more about that. So there's an app that we use called swim and basically it's a guide for where is safe to swim and it covers the entire country sorry that's the Curtis Creek drawbridge it covers the entire country Uh, you just start typing where you want to go swim and it'll give you um, the safety of the area and when I say safety I mean that there are groups that test the bacteria levels in the water every week and the bacteria that they're testing for is um, E. coli and also the bacteria that's caused by um, farm poo, runoff uh, from farm fields, feces, that kind of stuff. That's the type, that's the bacteria that they're testing for and there's a certain level that is considered safe and it has to be like 10, um, I'm not sure exact the measurement, but I know 10 is the number. Anything below 10 is safe. Anything above that is considered not safe and it will fail. Now, can I ask you, because I've used the app, um, mm-hmm. does it give you the specific numbers or is it just like red, yellow, and green? You can find the specific numbers, um, but not on that app. It'll just tell you what the colors are, what they mean, whether or not it's safe to swim. So they use a a traffic light system. It's green, yellow, and red. And then they have other um, icons that are grayed out, which means they're historically either safe or not safe. In other words, they don't test certain areas all the time. And there's there's not that many of those. For instance, uh, we always check the bacteria levels for two places that we go to. One is called Mattapique Beach in Kent Island. The other one is the Strand Beach in Oxford, which is in Talbot County. Um, After a really bad storm, the levels will usually be um, in the yellow or the red, which means they're not safe to swim in. And the Strand Beach will actually post something on their uh, on the fencing that's around the beach that'll tell people that it's not safe to swim because the bacteria levels are too high. Um, and then um, people still do it anyway because they don't read. Or they don't or care. They don't, they don't care. Um, so, but we saw that one day. We were like, nope, we're not doing this. Uh, Mattapique almost is always green except for recently when Hurricane Ida came through here and now that's not safe to, for swim because everything, of course, got churned up and you know, with all the rain and, and the wind and the, all the water and everything. So we're not going to Mattapique for a while. The ocean beaches usually test green, but the bayside beaches will sometimes test red because of um, storm drainage, uh, wastewater 
that goes into some of the inland bays down near Ocean City. Um, but that guide is extremely helpful for uh, determining uh, where you can go and swim that's safe, that's not going to make you sick. Okay, and I think we're going to wrap today's episode up a little early. There's one thing I want to ask you before we go. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the ocean. I like big waves. I like baby waves. I like creeks. I, I'm not creeks. Um, bay water, like bay beaches. I know you prefer the ocean beaches. Mm-hmm. But if you were to break it down, let's assume right now they're all green. You can have your pick of anyone. What are your top five beaches to go to? Top five? Yes. Wow. Okay. I feel like this whole thing has been a public service announcement. So now it let's is, just have a yeah. little bit of fun. And okay. say, what are your top five favorite beaches? As far like that's, what's uh, that's, my criteria for favorite? Is it because of okay, I, I'm on I'm, it, crowds? Doesn't matter. Okay. Let's say let's say we're both on vacation for the next week, right? Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're both off. Mm-hmm. The kids are with their, uh, you know, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just you and me. Okay. Or even if the kids want to come with us, we go to a different beach each day for the next five days. Okay. What are the next five beaches we're going to each day? All right. Um, Well, if it didn't cost so much, I'd say Assateague would be number five. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not generally as crowded as the resort beaches. Um, You get to see the horses and all. But it's a $25 charge to get in there, and it's a pass that's good for seven days. They don't have a daily rate anymore. Because uh, I was going to take Brian down there for his birthday in July, and we ended up not going because it ended up being too too expensive. Lots this of year. price gouging this year with hotels and stuff, which has made us going to the beach impossible almost. So that would be number five. Number four, I'm probably going to end up going up the coast here. Number four uh, would be the beach in front of the Grand Hotel on 21st Street in Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've stayed there a few times, and it's not real crowded right up there. Oh, that's because it's, it's away from the shops on the boardwalk. Right. Well, it's towards the end of the boardwalk. It's about maybe another t- uh, seven or eight boardwalk blocks from the end of the boardwalk. So it's a little, it's a little more, um, it's it's a little quieter than if you would break down on the inlet. So that would be number four. Would be the Twenty First Street. Number three would be Fenwick. Uh, been to the Fenwick bathhouse. Uh, cost, I, I'm not sure what the cost is to get in there, but you're there all day long. Um, they have a really nice bathhouse. Um, the ocean's pretty rough there, but it's still, still nice. Um, now, see, if you'd said top six, I could have incorporated all of them. Go ahead, um, make it six. All right, I'll make it six. So, Assateague would be six, and then uh, 21st Street would be number five. Fenwick's number four, and that's the Fenwick Island State Park uh, with the bathhouse that I just mentioned. Number three would be, absolutely, without a doubt, would be would be um, Cape Henlopen. And I'm not going up the coast here. Cape Henlopen State Park, again, there's a fee to use it, but the waves are really nice, and it's a good place to go... Um, Beach combing. So number three would be Cape Henlopen, and that's in Lewis, and that's the northernmost of the ocean beaches that are on the Delaware coast. Number two would be Rehoboth, and 
I apologize to my family who lives near Rehoboth and Lewis that it's not my number one pick, but Rehoboth is, has gotten very um, crowded over the years. They're almost a four-season town, which didn't used to be when I was a kid. Um, we have friends there. They, the streetscape is constantly changing as far as shops that open and close. There's still some really good standards or stand, yeah, old old shops that have been there forever and some that are new. As far as the beach goes, it's a short beach from the from the beach to the ocean. There's not a whole lot of of um, room between the boardwalk and the ocean. So it's like you get off the boardwalk and boom, you're almost right there at the beach. Um, their raves are also a little bit rougher. Uh, we took our youngest there about four years ago and she had never been and she got tossed around and she didn't like it very much. <laughs> but it was I like, think she's gotten over that since she's gotten bigger. I think bigger. she has too, but that was the first time when Brian had gotten in the ocean in Rehoboth when I taught him to swim past the breakers, which reminds me of my favorite song called Santa Monica by Everclear. Look it up. It's a good song. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Brian and I swam out past the breakers and just kind of bobbed along with the ocean and it was very peaceful and we stayed out there for like an hour. It was nice. Number one is Bethany Beach, Delaware. Mm. Love, 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 love Bethany. That is my favorite beach. It's like a little mini Rehoboth as far as it has a little avenue of shops and it's got a very, very small boardwalk, but it's never as crowded. Uh, this year it has been. This year it has been because everybody's going to the beach this year after not going to the beach last year because of COVID. And, um, but I just love Bethany Beach. Even despite the crowds this year, I still love Bethany Beach. Um, I don't know. It's just something about it. Like, I can sit and watch the ocean and just sit there, like, all day, all night. And, you know, just, I love it. I, I'm not sure why. It's just always been my favorite beach to go to so bethany okay that's your number one that is my number one i think that would be my number one too Um, yeah we've never swum there together though we will well i hope so and their beach is just the right it's just the right length between the boardwalk and the ocean Mm -hmm. and their waves aren't quite as big yeah not as big as ocean city Motion City is not that bad, but Rehoboth can get really big, and Cape Henlopen can too. Anyway, that's my that's my number one pick is Bethany. Okay, and um, I think that's about it for today. One day, I think we might have to do your top ten trails, but we'll save that for an, for another um, top ten trails. Yeah, oh we love to go on hikes too, but we'll again we'll talk about that another day, as well as get around to my poetry and some other things. I'm gonna and, go ahead. I'm sorry. One more quick thing. For those of you who live in Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Virginia, um, please consider making a donation to um, the Chesapeake Bay Foundation or Save the Bay or um, Shore Keepers. The Shore Keepers are the ones that do all the bacteria testing to make sure that your swimming places are safe. Um, Assateague Coastal Trust is another one. The Delaware Center for Inland Bays. All of these organizations, they're nonprofit organizations, they're all local, and they all work very, very hard to clean up the water because if you don't have clean water, then you don't have any kind of life. So please consider donating your time, money, whatever you want to donate to those organizations. And there's lots more if you go on like Facebook and just, you know, do a, a general search. 
you'll be able to find a lot more. And that's how I found Four Oceans. So, anyway. Mm. And, yes, yeah. support them, too. Yes, because they have amazing bracelets. I have a well, few of not, them. It's not just, not the, just bracelets, the bracelets. It's I know, that they're but... a worldwide organization. Oh, also, read read about... Um, there's two other organizations. One, of course, is the Ocean Conservancy. There's Sea Shepherd Society. Um, the Five Gyres, and that's spelled G-Y-R-E-S. Got the gyres are... The Five Gyres are these giant trash whirlpools that exist in the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and the Indian Ocean. And that's all they are, just these giant trash whirlpools. And there's an organization that is working to try and clean that up and try to stop more trash from getting into these whirlpools. So read about that, too. And I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Okay. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Thank you for that. I know you've been dying to get all that out for a while. And I thought today would be a good day to do that. Yes, thank you. It is almost the end of summer, but you know what? There are some places I guess you can swim well into December because global warming, I guess, makes beach season last a little longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's um, not saying that it's a good thing, just saying that it's something. Anyway, let us know what other topics you would like us to cover in the near future. And I um, hope you've enjoyed today's episode, learned a lot, and we'll see you next time. Have a good Labor Day.